Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Autistic Assemble. Today I'm joined with Kenny and today we're going to be speaking about autism. Kenny's going to be sharing his experience and it's going to be really cool and we're going to be speaking about Kenny's lovely artwork as well because uh, he, he loves to do that. <laughs> so Kenny, would you mind introducing yourself? Um, my name's Kenny, um, I'm autistic. Um, I... Um, I'm 44 years old. Um, I just turned 44 and I am, I do, I went to school for HVAC this last or two years ago and I'm an HVAC technician for a commercial company. And, but, um, after work, I like to paint and, and do art and, um, it's art has helped me. Um, it helps me. On, be calm like after work and it just helps me be able to focus and and show people um kind of what i experience and that it's sometimes it's hard for me to explain um in words how i feel about something i know a lot of autistic people probably most have problems with that um but i feel like i can do that in my art um and so it became a very big outlet for me and enjoy doing it yeah yeah you, you you must have to have a lot of concentration when you do it because uh maybe it takes time to do it sometimes it does and i think that's kind of uh, my attention to detail is kind of what got me started doing it i just watched a tiktok video a few times just one video i watched it over and over and i kind of watched how it flowed how the person moved the consistency of the mixtures and just everything. And I, and I just was like, well, I can do that. I kind of put it all together. Like as a science, almost like an algorithm and, and, you know, just being able to do that and come out in my garage and focus. Um, I just, I, I just got a huge passion for it. I originally, I, I, I decided to start painting. I'd never done art before, but I decided to start painting it happened dur during the COVID shutdown was the very first time I'd done art, but um, I wanted to create something for my house and I, I've kind of yet to do that yet. Because <laughs> everything I, everything I create pretty much is, is kind of sold. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, it keeps you busy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I remember when I was at school, Kenny, and um, I had an art exam, and um, I it, it, it was weird because I'm used to talking talk to people and stuff like that, and and then you got everyone so concentrated, um, like even if you move uh, like an inch, a person looks at you, and it's almost like you you should get and watch while you're painting, um, and it took about two days to do this design, and at the time I thought I was awful. And then I did it, and then I thought it oh, looked pretty cool because uh, it, it's on a canvas. It was so you, you, you paint on a canvas, it, um, and it looked pretty cool in the end. I had no idea what I was drawing or, or painting. It just, and it, I think that's a good thing about art. Like if if you're lacking ideas, you just go whatever maybe random, and then it just comes out to be something. Well, exactly, and 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 you know it. A certain point we can become our you know they say that we can become our own worst critic um you know on what we've created and you know it's easy to lose sight of of what we've done but what i've learned is that just because i didn't like the way that it come came out myself doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't or it doesn't mean that i you never have to throw a canvas away you know you can always paint over it you can always try again and 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 that's a beautiful thing about it is is like it's your own it's your own ideas in your head put out you know on a space where other people would see it <laughs> yeah i think that that's completely it like um is that what you do sometimes like you you, you don't if you have like if you, if you because you don't load if if you if 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 you're lacking ideas, you just go go with the flow and, and see what see what happens. Mhm. Mm yeah. Exactly.
Yeah. Like um. So, what what kind of paints have you done recently, Kenny? Um. Would you say? Um. I've done some. I'm working on some ocean ones. Um. There's one here that it's kind of messy. I'll show you. I'm still working. It it has so many layers, and I keep going over it, and it's not done. But this is kind of one of them. Very. Uh, very abstract, very, you know, um, just kind of crazy. But, I, you know, I like doing these because it has so many different, um, you know, mediums. I've got spray paint. I've got markers, pens. I've got acrylic paints. I've got, you know, just everything you can imagine. Some ink on there. Uh, just everything that you can imagine. And um, I don't know. It's, it's fun. <laughs> It's cool, and, and sometimes I have to take a step back and, and take a few days and ask myself, what is this missing? And sometimes it's, you know, just the most abstract thing, like I, I, I need to add words to it, you know, and then it becomes, you know, it loses the dullness to me and it becomes something, you know, beautiful or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, does each one you do, but it's so say the one you do in a moment, does sometimes one take longer than another one you're doing or does some take short amounts of time or like, or does it depend how long it takes or how short it takes that you're doing one? Definitely. Like the piece I just showed you, um, I've been working on that for a few weeks just because it has so many layers. Um, originally it was a painting that had a bunch of textures on it and, and had, that I was going to do for somebody, but I didn't like the way that it came out. And so I just started using it for something else. And, um, but sometimes, um, a piece that I do can take me, you know, uh, 30 minutes or an hour, um, not very long. And, um, it just depends. It depends on my medium. If I'm doing spray paint or acrylic or, or what it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I I know before we started, Kenny, we can't we stopped spoke a little bit about autistic burnout. Like, um, do you, do you get that with doing your artwork? Yeah, especially the more that time has gone by, is is um, I get very burnout. Um, sometimes I get a lot of orders at one time, and it, um, people need it by a certain date, and and I love to be able to do it, but my brain gets so overwhelmed with all the things that I'm doing plus painting and I almost get stuck and, and it's hard for me even to come out in my garage and create. Um, and sometimes that'll go on for a couple of months and I don't like it. And, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's hard when, um, when I put myself under the pressure of creating what people want when they want it instead of just creating uh, what I feel. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess if you feel rushed, it's not going to be as good for for them if 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 they want it by a certain date. Sometimes, um, because um, it's your one doing it. You should be able to take maybe as long as you want if they want it to be perfect. Right, and and usually most people aren't rushing me. It's I I guess it's I don't know what um. If this is like an autistic thing, but I have a really hard time uh, trying to figure out what other people, well, what other people are thinking as far as like when they want it, are they mad at me because it's taking me an extra week or how long it's really going to take me with everything that I have going on. So sometimes I tell people, oh yeah, I'll have it in a week. And I'm like, there's no way because I'm so busy um, having to do other things that I can't even get it done. And then I but I tell them, I'm sorry, it'll be next week. And then, you know, by the time I get it to them, it's been a month. And But I don't know how to process that before I do it because I don't know. Um, I, I just end up feeling bad. I feel like people are mad at me, which they're, they never really are. But I'm stressing out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of feel you're, you're letting them down a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah it's hard like um when when people expect you to do things and um perhaps perhaps maybe um 
maybe get maybe next time if you say someone that you get ready in the week and you kind of feel like that you might not be able to get in during that week maybe say a two weeks or three weeks perhaps um so it just gives you a little bit more time yes exactly yeah i i think logistic trade is is it's it's hard to um uh, i don't know how to say it but it's uh something to do with like hard to know read time or or um understand how long something might take yeah yeah oh yeah i completely agree because you kind of like i guess when you're doing it you don't want to spend a long time on one piece you want to complete that as soon as possible, probably in your mind, and then you, and 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 then you're thinking, oh, I it's it's I might have to do it a bit longer because I've got to add this bit in, I've got to do another layer, I've got to do something else. Yeah, or something happens and you're like, oh no, uh, like we were talking about before, like the resin gets little dust particles in it, and then I have to end up sanding it down, and then I'm trying to find the right polish. To make it shiny again and i can't find it because the only solution is in is in the uk and i'm in the united states and, mm. and then i'm and i get real stressed out and i'm like uh yeah but it it i i enjoy it sometimes i'm learning to um my counselor and i are working on you know me being able to say no um and and saying you know it may take me two months to be able to get this done um i'm i'm trying to learn to to be like to do that yeah it's hard to say no to people um really like because you you don't want to hurt their feelings or upset them or say um it it's it, it, it because really it should be ready when you decide not ready when they want it like um like um like i know perhaps maybe People might get it for maybe someone's birthday or something like that. But if they say something like that, maybe they should be contacting you in advance or a lot sooner, not rushing it because pain takes a long time. Like it don't just take um, five minutes. It takes um, depending what maybe they, they want. Um, like you, you spoke about oceans, like it, ocean has a lot of detail. Um, like as a sea, you've got the cloud, you've got the, Sun, if you want it, uh, sunset, um, people. So there's so many small details on, on one piece of work. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I've done it and like, it takes a, a long time. And then, <laughs> um, like, I haven't done painting in a long time, but um, it was it's, it is definitely fun um, to do. Um, and it, it, it's good you enjoy it though, Penny. It, it, it's good that you, you like to do it. Well, and I think one of the biggest things that um, that the most really the most joy that I've gotten out of it is when I get to meet, um, you know, parents. There's a lot of parents um, of children on the spectrum. They buy for me um, because they feel like they're supporting their kids. Maybe I don't. I'm not sure, um, but they feel like um, that the, I, that sometimes like maybe I give them hope for their own, um, you know, son or daughter. And, um, I've got to meet a few, you know, here in Texas and, um, and, uh, it's, it's been fun. I, uh, to be able to do that because I know for me, when I was uh, a young kid, if I could have met, you know, somebody, because I was one of my biggest uh, special interests from when I was a kid was fishing. And so I always wanted to meet the professional fishermen that were on TV. And I remember getting to do that, but I always wanted to go yeah. fishing with them. And I know how much that would have meant to me to be able to do that. And so, you know, um, I want to be able to do that for, you know, some of these kids is, um, is go and meet them and, and, you know, um, make a painting for them and, um, you know, it, it, it gives the parents hope and it gives the kids, you, you know, hope too, that, um, that they can, um, they can be creative, they, they can make a good life and, and, um, you know, just be successful 
and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you still like fishing now? Is that something you, you continue to like? I do, and I've been I for the first time in my life I finally been able to buy a boat. I've never had a boat my entire life, and so painting has been able to help me buy a boat, which is which is good. So a lot of times I get to do that on the weekends and it's just nice to be able to go out on in the water and it's calm and just be able to sit there and watch the sunset. Yeah. Very, uh, very calming. Not a lot of people involved too. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like nice and peaceful, <laughs> no humans. yes. What <laughs> kind of hobbies do you enjoy? um, I like, um, my main hobby is, um, is Dr. Who. Um, I, 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 I love Dr. Who. Um, it's my main hobby since I was five. Um, And yeah, I I like all kind of fiction and adventure, um, kind of stuff. Um, I'm quite interested in sport as well. I I, I like different sports, um, but I I find with interest, um, a lot of people in the autism community relate, and um, sometimes they look like the, like the same interests in us. Sometimes they won't. Um, I guess that's life. Not everyone's going to like the same thing. It's um it's a good thing. <laughs> um but um but yeah um like a lot of people who come on my podcast can you spot the tardis blue box behind me um even if they don't like doctor who so uh, it's quite funny <laughs> I just noticed it behind you. yeah just there um unfortunately it's not a time machine because there's only a wardrobe but <laughs> That would be nice. <laughs> yeah yeah we can i don't know where Like, where, where, where would you go, Kenny? If you could go anywhere, like, um, in a time machine, where would you go? Um, you know, you mean in my lifetime, the time that I've lived, maybe? Yeah, Or, yeah, it can be any time if you want. well, I definitely want to see the dinosaurs. <laughs> Yeah, that'd I be definitely cool. love to go, you know, um, just be able to see that, you know, just uh, experience that and, and just kind of see what it, it, it was really like, you know, then. And, um, but that would just be for a moment. But um, I don't know. I. <laughs> I don't know what else I would want to do. I know if it was in my lifetime, I would probably want to go back when I was maybe five or six and just kind of, just kind of, uh, if I knew what I know now about my autism and, and stuff like that, and I could, you know, you know, tell my younger self, you know, that everything's going to be okay. And, and these are the reasons you experience these things. And, I feel like maybe um, I would have done a few things different um, and, and, and been, been able to forgive myself because I, you know, when I was in elementary school and especially when I got to high school, I was bullied a lot um, and I didn't have any friends at my school um, and the kids would bid on me on the back of the bus um, when I sat back there and, you know, it was just, a constant um, trying to avoid loud places. And I didn't understand why I didn't like crowds. I, you know, so I was always the first one to class. So I didn't have to be in the hallways. I always carried all of my books with me um, Didn't have to go to my locker and I never went to lunch. And, um, and so I think I would just go back then and, and just kind of um, let myself know that, um, my brain is just different. I'm not stupid or anything. I'm just, my brain's just different. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Like I I I've bullied as well, um, in school. And I um I would eat my lunch sometimes in the toilet where where where, where no one would uh I wouldn't get like kind of bullied in there. <laughs> um but um but yeah, it, it's very hard. Like I, I was the same, like if I knew now when I was younger, uh, like I was diagnosed when I was younger, but I just didn't know much about it, what autism was, or didn't really accept it for myself. Um, so I guess I just thought it was a bad thing. And I, 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 I weren't good at certain things because of that. And 
But now I know. Like, I think it's all to do with confidence, really, um, as well, because you're not really confident when you're younger. I think if you've got autism or not, really. Um, but um, then you get you get um you get older unfortunately <laughs> you have to get older i mean i know and then we know more like like there's a whole community out there that we didn't know about when we were kids and and i think that's that's what's good about us having this community and social media like this is that we can we now have a platform to be able to you know reach uh people that are you know uh younger and so they know you know, what it was like for us and that we experienced the same thing that they were experiencing, but we can also help them understand things that are, they're going to experience once they get older or how to deal with certain things. And and that's what I love about so many different people that have so many different big platforms and a lot of followers um, where they talk about autism and, you know, what sensory things and, you know, food and utensils and clothing and, um, and bullying and, and, and school and accommodations. And there's just so much information out there now that, um, that people like us, um, once they get older, they're like, oh yeah, I can, I can ask for these things or this is what I'm experiencing. And so since I'm experiencing this, I can do this, yeah. you know, yeah. or if starting to experience something, I can recognize it before something, a meltdown happens and I can remove my, myself because I know what other people have said. And so I think it's just very cool that a lot of people have that now. And I think it's our job as adults to um, continue to relay that message of, of um, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, it's very hard to start a lot of you say and like, um, um, like, like, in a way which is, I think, like, when people get diagnosed, maybe as an adult or later on in life, it's not all bad. At least you know what it is at that particular time. I think, um, it's good to get an early diagnosis as well. But just your only thing there is you, you're young and you're kind of maybe more vulnerable in a way because you, you don't know as much about it and you won't. You still, if if you get diagnosed about, I was I was diagnosed at nine, um, and. I still didn't really know much about it. Um, and that was like little school. <laughs> um, what when what what age would you diagnose, Kenny? Um, I wasn't diagnosed until 2019. Um, and it's kind of it's I think it's a lot of this, the same story that a lot of adults my age have now. Is I was diagnosed with ADHD, but I was in special classes when I was younger. Um, and it was funny because everybody else that I was in that class with was on the spectrum, but I was ADHD and, um, but I didn't, nobody knew really about autism. You know, everybody had this idea of Rain Man. That's what autism is. And, um, and so they didn't know until, you know, the last few years, um, what else it can look like, especially, you know, in girls, and the masking and, and what they also found out is that um, they're finding out is that a lot of uh, a lot of boys that have more like feminine qualities and not so much like testosterone in their body also exhibit uh, this the ability to uh, the ability to mask like women. And so I think that was kind of one of my things was like for me is is I was kind of, you know, a little bit feminine when I was younger and you know people would say things and but um I was able to hide I learned to hide the things that I was experiencing like the misunderstanding of what people were saying and stuff like that so I wasn't in, diagnosed until 2019 and I was misdiagnosed with pretty much everything else and and uh I finally got my diagnosis and um and I actually was reevaluated on Friday to have a, um, I think it's like a more updated diagnosis. Okay. Yeah, it, like, I think in this kind of era, what we're in, I think you find a lot more people get diagnosed like around a bit later on in life um, than like back when I was diagnosed, 
a lot of people, a lot of boys, because um, about my age, were getting diagnosed. Um, which like 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 you can have a good thing and a bad thing about like when you were diagnosed. Um, perhaps a bad thing. I think any diagnosis is great, like when you get it, because it, um, you may just like you may think you you're you are autistic maybe earlier on but like you say you just get misdiagnosed with it um a lot of the time and then like how 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 were you how do you feel when you got that diagnosis though Kenny you like um autism um well I think it I, I think I before before I got diagnosed was I I was the one who figured it out because one day I experienced um I was, we were in, we were on vacation and, um, we went to a, a radio store and there was a guy in the parking lot helping us and that worked at the store and we were talking to him. And after we were done talking to him and I felt like I had ended the conversation, he didn't leave the conversation. And, and so I was like, he didn't realize that the conversation was over and, so somebody else had told me that I had done something like that before. And, and so I started just like Googling little things and, and, and I, I, you know, um, not realizing that was a social cue. And then I, all of these things I started, I was like, okay, well, I also experienced something like this. I experienced something like this. And it was all ADHD, autism, ADHD, autism, ADHD, autism. And I was like, okay, so here, you know, here's this, uh, I'm, I'm figuring out that really quickly that I'm on the spectrum, whether people think I am or not. And then I remember looking on YouTube and I saw a video by Tony Atwood. I'm sure you, uh, do you know who he is? Um, I think I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. I, he wrote one of the big, uh, books on, on Asperger's syndrome a long time ago. And, um, well, his son dealt with some addiction problems and he had already wrote this book. He was in the middle of writing this book on, on Asperger's and his son had gone to prison because of drugs and alcohol and, and stuff like that. And um, they didn't even realize he was on the spectrum until they were watching videos of him, his own dad, who was writing these books. And both, in you know, while he was in prison, they figured out that he was on the spectrum. And, you know, I had dealt with some addiction things too. And I remember I was like, oh my gosh, that's my story. You know, the things that he experienced. And I sent it to my mom and she goes, oh my gosh, that's you. And, um, and so like immediately, like I just started to feel like, like I'm okay. And, and things are, you know, things make sense now. I can forgive myself because of this thing in the past and this thing in the past and this thing in the past, because it's not because I was stupid. It was because I'm autistic. Right. Um, and I don't even like that word, but it, it's not because, you know, what I thought I was and it was dumb. And, and so it just felt really good. And so by the time I got to the doctor, we had gotten records from when I was a child and, and some of the diagnosis in, in schools and stuff. And we gave it to the doctor and she said before I even walked in the room, she knew that I was on the spectrum just from all the information from when I was a kid. So. It just felt it felt really good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good that you it felt good. Um, because like like all the signs are there. Like what what you just said. Um, like how I remember how I I got diagnosed. Really. Um, like when I was younger, I I had these um you know like car maps. Um, and then you had like you had buses. You had all every vehicle. That you could name <laughs> that, that they were there, but all in different colors, all in different colors. So you might have some in red, some in white, some in green, some in um purple, probably. Um, and then I uh I line them all up. I I would line them up in certain colors. Um, and I think that like I'd match things up. Even if I might be playing it, like um the things where you can connect things as well. And I'd always put them in order, like in in order, like the, the way they should go. And I think that that led to my diagnosis, but not only that, I I did struggle with asking for help as well, um, when when I was at school, um, so for example, we were in a classroom and I felt like everyone knew what they were doing and 
I wouldn't say anything. I'll say I knew what I was doing just so I didn't think I was the dumb person in the classroom, not like the only person who didn't know what to do. Um, and then um, I'll get it wrong. Like um, or I'll try and copy some people's. I'll, I'll try. I'll try and and copy, um, which I've in my in my mind. I thought it's, I shouldn't be doing this, but if I don't know what I'm doing, I did it just because just to fit in, I guess. Um, but but yeah, I think that all kind of led to my diagnosis when I was younger. Um, and then for me, I it, it helped. It's like again, a diagnosis really helps. Like with um at that time help with like education. Um, because if you have a diagnosis it helps you maybe get into a school that maybe is more suitable for people that who are on the spectrum and or who are autistic. Um because um yeah, I it, it helps a lot, but it does help I think whatever age you are. It doesn't matter if you're nine or you're uh you're you're forty or, or it doesn't really matter. It, I think it, you just kind of it helps you understand who you are and why you do these things like um why do you perhaps why are you irritated by certain noises or, or stuff like that um or you don't like large events or you, you don't like um a lot of people around you at one moment so we kind of discover who we are don't we when we uh when we get these diagnoses definitely and and, and kind of like you were saying like um you, you are, you know, mimicking, you know, what other people are doing. And even though, you know, like, that's what, not what you're supposed to be doing, but it, I think ultimately what I'm kind of what I figured out is like, I did that a lot of times just so I wouldn't get bullied. It, a lot of things that I did were to keep myself from looking different and, or are people noticing that I'm different? Because if they don't, if they uh, notice that I'm different, they're going to treat me different and they're going to bully me more. But if I can do the things like they're doing, dress the way they're dressing, you know, make the facial expressions that they're saying, say the, you know, the trendy words or whatever it is, like just becoming, trying to become that other person almost, then, then maybe everybody will like me and I'll have friends and I won't be bullied. And, um, and so I remember even doing that, even when I was a teenager, um, I mimicked, uh, I started mimicking, you know, the facial expressions and actions of, of, uh, one of my friends and everybody knew it. And, but I thought that's what made him cool. You know, I was trying to be that I was trying to dress like that person and do these things. And, and so I, I completely understand, you know, what, what you were saying. Yeah. You do it to try and fit in don't you like like i understand like i understand like 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 especially at school if you are getting bullied and stuff and you maybe don't have many friends as, as you would like you, you kind of do these things just to um like not look silly i guess which we shouldn't say that really but it's, it's how it was when you're at school sometimes um and not a lot of knowledge in some, in some schools not all um like of what autism is and like the reason we get bullied is no one really knows what it is and like I think that's where like, I guess that's why a lot of people autistic people do get bullied because they don't have anyone to go to and if you're autistic or not and get bullied it's hard to speak out about it isn't it because you feel if you do it'll just get worse it does um and um I, I spoke recently about my experience and what would happen is I'd go to a teacher and because I've done it so a lot, uh, lots of times, going to the teacher and telling them the same thing. And then um, they would just say to me, have you heard of the boy who cried wolf? And then like, it kind of accused me in a way that I'm the one who's lying and, and not telling the truth. And really, what I would love not to go to you at all and say, I'm not getting bullied, that's fine. And, but they just don't take it seriously, and which is why I think Every school, if it's not just schools suitable for people who have autism, I think every school out there should be doing better. Um, still, still doing better. Um, because I still hear certain people get bullied and like on the spectrum, and it's not, it's not, it's not good because like um, what 
with my education, I went to kind of a public mainstream school, which was like big and had had some people had autism and lots of people that didn't. And when I left that school, um, load of people didn't understand it. There was a whole load of situations which I got in trouble with because I didn't understand or communication was the key error really of that. Um, and then I, I left, and then this is when I wasn't confident at all really as well. And I, if I went, if I could go back, because had the year that the head teacher that asked me if I would go back and visit, and I said no, but well, I said yes. But I really meant no in my mind. But I wouldn't mind going back now just to see, oh, did I do anything different now? Like with supporting people who have autism because they surely didn't when I was there. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It, it would just be nice to go back to certain situations and see if they're dealt differently or just going in a class and say, oh, are you doing anything different than what happened a few years ago? Definitely. And, and I even experienced that when I was in couple of years ago when I was in technical school um, and with the teacher, you know, and, and um, basically calling me out because uh, in front of the whole class, because I talked to my counselor about something and, um, and just asked for the schedule. That way I could know ahead of time what was going to have to be done and he came in the class and outed me in front of everybody and everybody knew it. And I didn't, I got to a certain point where I started advocating for myself because I wanted to pass and I didn't want, I was doing this for me and I didn't want anybody to ruin that. And so um, they had a talk with the teacher <laughs> and apologized, but it, somebody has to speak up you know sometimes but it also there also has to be somebody that will listen and will you know uh take you serious and and sometimes there's just nobody like that there no. yeah i completely agree like it's hard for people to take you seriously um and the thing is we we, we wouldn't want to speak about this stuff anyway really it's hard to speak about out to people and especially to teachers, because what, what happened once is I tell a teacher that, that, that they give a lot of detention or time out to maybe people involved who, who are involved with the bullying. And then you just know what's going to happen next. It would just be worse, and they'll deny it every time, um, which is which is annoying. And, and, and which why a lot of people don't speak out about bullying, because that's the exact thing that happened. And, and, that, and, and that can be a hard thing, though, too, because... Yeah, if if you do that at, at work, you know, if they know about your diagnosis, then yeah, they might it might help you in some of your things at your job, but it also might hurt you when it comes time for a raise or or anything. You don't know if they're going to look at you different from that day forward and and not see the ability, but see the disability. And so it it can also be a bad thing and and you've I've felt like people treat me different after they knew my diagnosis and my work and I didn't want to have to tell them but um it got to the point where they were writing me up for stuff that I didn't mean to do or it was an accident and I didn't feel like it was it was just like hey I forgot to do this um you know turn this paper in on time or or something and I knew that I didn't want to lose my job because of a misunderstanding. And so I had to go to, you know, and, and talk to them about it. But then also at the same time, now I feel like they treat me different mm. and that's not what I just wanted a little bit of understanding. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think like if people know that you're autistic and maybe in a, in a job or, or, or some, any sort of environment, they might talk to you like you're a baby. Or, or something like that, and and give you tasks that you feel like maybe like that you could do, but you want maybe something maybe a bit more harder, or or or, or just something that you like don't want to be like it. You don't want to be treated differently to than you was before, in a way. Yeah. 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 It, it's very hard though, I guess, uh, if people don't understand. Um, 
because, like, I guess it's more known now autism than maybe 20 years ago, but um, not everyone knows about it still, and it's it's crazy, though, the thing would say that, like, but still out there, people who don't know, and, like, um, before pandemic, I, I, I went to this work experience placement thing, and um, I say I've got, I've got autism, um, and then um, everyone's clueless, so <laughs> that they don't know what it is, and I'm thinking, what, you don't know what autism is? What do you mean? Um, you, you don't know what it is, and first I thought they were joking with me, and or something, and then I felt serious, and and then I, I get asked to do a little presentation about it, uh, teach pe people, which is a little bit intimidating because, like, I was in this room and like everyone's in a circle around you, like like you're in a game show, yeah. um, and then, <clears throat> and then I'm I'm there talking about what autism is and telling them for me I've struggled to ask for help, and uh, if I'm struggling to ask for help, why not ask? And that, and and I think one of them said. Can you try and ask for help? And I said, yeah, all, all I can do is try, but I um, don't know if I can. Um, and the particular job that was it, it did kind of require help, um, like and stuff. But it, 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 I guess, if it helps people understand, um, it's it's good. It's it's good. But uh, like it's just bizarre sometimes when people don't haven't heard of it before, um, because it's getting more known. But I guess. Really, no one knows it more than ourselves that actually have it. Definitely. I've, I've had people, you know, that have known me for a long time, and they just say, I would have never known, um, you know, had you not told me the struggles that you have. And I said, you know, that's a kind of an autism thing. You know, it's like masking, but it, it it's, if people don't know, you know, it's not their fault. They just don't know. They've never been and so um i try to do a lot of that i try to you know share a lot of people's what other people say on different platforms and you know just to help other people around me understand what you know what autism is and and i do a lot of research just like i'm sure every autistic person does about autism you know we know so much about it because we've lived with it yeah yeah, there's so much information and so many topics that you could talk about surrounding autism, um, because you've got you've got masking, you've got all, all sorts of different things, and um, I think like with, with masking, I think a lot, I think more or less quite a lot of autistic people will mask in their life, um, like if it's diagnosis or um, I kind of mask during my diagnosis because I didn't really want to like you said like it didn't want to be seen differently than before um and i want it to fit in and like i think like in a way it helps with a lot of things but like it's hard because um it you don't want to be seen differently than you was before because you can still probably do the things you can like um you could do you could probably do painting um better than me kenny you <laughs> i can't i can't really do much of that but like um i like Perhaps we may be really intrigued in our interests. So, for example, you may talk about something really interesting to you. So maybe someone who who doesn't really like that, and you still go on about. It, perhaps um, I know I've done in the past, and in my mind, I don't really, I, I don't really care if they don't like it. I'll still go on about it twenty four seven to them, and uh, they could tell me to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been known to uh, start a conversation with people I don't know about my paintings. <laughs> I, I I feel like sometimes I almost con people into to asking me about my art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it can and we have sometimes we have those limited interests, you know, and and sometimes like even when we go out, sometimes and there's you know, a crowd of people, I don't know what to talk about, but I'm almost waiting for somebody to talk about one of my special interests or bring it up. And, and that way I can, you know, maybe get into the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So you like your art, you like your fishing. Do, do you have any other interests, uh, Kenny? Um, <clears throat> I like dinosaurs a lot. <laughs> dinosaurs, yeah. That's why you wanted to go back in time then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, what what intrigues you about dinosaurs then? I have a lot of dinosaurs in my house, and um, I don't know. I've I've always liked them. I just um, along I stopped talking about it or uh, with people because I knew that a lot of people saw it as something only kids did. And you know, after I got diagnosed, I was like, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yes, dinosaurs, if you want. I think that's kind of what the the art came from. Was once I got diagnosed, it was like, like I just there was no boundaries anymore. I didn't have to follow what everybody else did. I didn't have to. It was okay that I thought different. It was um, now I can. It was like it. My painting is like a like a you know, a flower fi finally bloomed in my brain. And I'm like, what do I do with all this knowledge? And, you know, um, the way that I feel and the things that I experience, what do I do with this? And I'm just like, it's like a verbal vomit onto a canvas. I just, ah. <laughs> yeah. But blow it all out what, 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 what you're thinking. Yeah. Like, what do you, what, what are, what is one of the, like the biggest struggles that, um, that you feel like you still deal with as an adult that you wish to change? Um, probably, um, burnout, I guess, in a way. Like, I, 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 I've always, like, um, it's always there, and like, I, I don't want to stop doing stuff I like to do. Um, like, I, I always do certain things in orders and, and stuff like that, so I, I like to have a schedule. Um, and, and then I kind of think to myself, I need to have a rest sometimes. Um, because if I don't, it's not good, it's not healthy, really. So I guess that, um, because with, like we've got, I know we spoke about this before, but we're running a podcast. So I, uh, I don't often have many. Like, I had a few holidays last year. Like, whenever I have a holiday, I guess that's my, that's my break. <laughs> uh, um, like, I've got a few planned this year, but, like um I guess I, I limit on myself how much I do and um I how much I wanna do. Um because if I do like with other interests if we do more of them and maybe not as much as the ones that we're used to, perhaps that just gives us a different light and what we can do and what we wanna learn because if we don't, um I love to focus on the same thing, but <laughs> we have to change it sometimes. I guess, um, like, like there's friends that I have. I talk, I talk about Doctor Who to them. I tell them to watch it, and uh, they they don't do it. <laughs> um, which I found a good community that people do like them and are autistic. So, I have my set of kind of friendships and and stuff that like my certain things. But I guess we can't expect everyone to like everything. Like, as I guess you can't expect everyone to like. Oh, I can't expect everyone to like. Our, we can't expect everyone to like our interests, but it's a plus if they do. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the things for that's hard for me is like it. Um, I am not good at technology, but I think it's because of my. I have really severe ADHD too, yeah. and I'm very, I'm very, um, impatient, and so. A lot of times my, I feel like my autism and my ADHD are battling because I have a brain that wants to organize, but then I have a other side of my brain that's like, go, go, go unorganized. And so it's like, um, a lot of times I don't understand sayings, but a friend of mine on Instagram, um, she said this and it made a lot of sense. And it's, she said, my autism or my ADHD writes checks that my autism can't cash. And so like, it just means that my ADHD sometimes overdoes stuff and my uh, autism can't process it. And so one of the hard things for me is, is just being able to um, deal with that because I'm very forgetful, like very, very, very forgetful. And my wife has to remind me to take my medicine, to get my phone, to my AirPods, my, you know, my wallet. Did I finish my work notes? Did I do, did I do all this stuff? And 
And I don't want that. You know, I wish I didn't have that, you know, because I feel I'm, I'm embarrassed by it. But, um, you know, that's just one of those things that, that I wish I could change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I imagine it's very annoying for you. Like, because maybe sometimes you forget something and you don't want, sometimes you don't really want to forget that certain thing, perhaps, and, and you do, and it must be really annoying sometimes. <laughs> they have medication. I, I take I take a you know something from my ADHD, but it doesn't it doesn't help everything. <laughs> no, no. I guess that's medication for you. They're not going to help it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like within like interests, um, like like with your dinosaurs, like I I like um collecting teddies and plushies. That that's one of mine. Um, where I would go to an event or like um, or the, uh, anywhere I see one I like and I'll get it. And like, like, like you say, with dinosaurs, people may think it's like something you only like with your kids, but it's the same thing with teddies. Like, like people only like some say that about teddies, and like, I can collect what well, we, we, we can have what we want. Like, teddies is great, it's like a great sensory toy as well. Um, like, because whenever I go to sleep, I, I have this one, one particular teddy that I always sleep with. Uh, <laughs> love, reminds me when I was a kid, but yeah, it's, it's comforting. I I definitely have quite a few of those. And I, I have a, you know, a dinosaur like pillow one that I, you know, sleep with. And I have my teddy too. I, I love those things. And I, and I think... I think that's it can also from what I've read, you know, there's a lot of people in the autistic community that do like kind of like a it's like a trauma response. And we kind of use things from when we were younger, like teddies and, you know, and, and things like that to be able to go back into that state of mind when things weren't so hard when things were, you know, there wasn't so many demands on us and in the world, I'm not saying that's what you experienced, but like, for me, it's like, you know, I'm able to almost, you know, go back into and, and be like, you know, everything's okay. And, and there's not a lot of uh, social pressures and, and stuff like that because I'm, you know, only five or six years old. And, and, and so like, for me, that's like, I, I love those things too, because I feel like, um, that's my safe place. I don't know if that's yeah. Me too. Like I like I, I like collecting anything that I'm interested in, really. But teddies is one of them. Like I'll go. <laughs> like you know when you go to the arcade machine, then you and you got the the joystick where you get a teddy out and you lose every time. And I think oh, I want that big one. And then <laughs> and then I don't get it. And then it, it's silly, really. It's a con, really, because it, you you never win. And and then you get the person next to you up and then went it straight away. <laughs> um but I love I loved all those type of things. Like I go to um like well, well not at the moment but I when I have gone to different maybe games like football matches over here and I've got two away matches I've always gone to a shop and collect um I would always get get a badge but I now I don't as much. I would rather collect like a teddy, like a mascot for them. Because I think that's more better in a way than, than a badge. Even though badges are good, but I guess I just prefer the feel of a teddy than a badge because it's just more comforting. And I have loads. Like I, 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 I do have loads, but um, have to spread them out because otherwise it will be in one place. <laughs> I yes, <laughs> I understand that. We can sometimes we can overdo things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I got I got some in here over there and then uh, just somewhere saw, in the room. Cool. Um, do you? So weird question. Do you have you ever carried one in around with you in public? Um. Yeah, I did. Um. When when I got one, I was on holiday last year, and I I wanted to have a picture of it <laughs> outside, but where I got it from, I don't want to have a picture of it, and then, um. I try to hide it actually from people just so they um didn't see I had it in my hand. Um because I didn't want to get laughed at or anything. Um 
because, like they say, like for people that's sticking off, like you have to be kids to do that kind of stuff and and buy it. And like as much as they are for kids as well, like adults like to do that stuff too. And yeah, I, I have done that. And what about you? Have you done that? I have a few times as I'm like, I will in my counseling sessions, I'll have, uh, you know, my blanket and my, you know, my dinosaur blanket and my, you know, uh, the stuffed animal or whatever. But I, um, not really a lot in public because, you know, I see a lot of, you know, you see a lot of girls that can do it. Right. And nobody's really going to say anything to them. Um, it seems like, but for a boy, you know, there's the masculinity part of it where if you're around one of your friends that doesn't understand, they'll say something like, what are you doing with that? You know, I was in a restaurant yesterday and I saw she was probably in her 20s. I don't know if she was autistic or not, but she was carrying a little plushie around with her and and it wasn't a big deal, um, you know, but I know if it was me it, or it would probably uh, be looked at different. Like, why is, why does he have that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, it's silly in a way if you think about it because, like, there's other things that, like, like, like it's just, it's just annoying, you know, because, like, you want to do it and you don't want to get judged for, like, just carrying them one, like, carrying a dinosaur teddy perhaps or, um, my main teddy <laughs> that I have is a red devil. Um, and I always get, people always say it's ugly and stuff like that. And like, and then I, I say, that's not very nice. Like, um, I don't call your teddy ugly. It's panda. I, I don't call it ugly. And like, but I guess like sometimes I pretend it has feelings and I say, say sorry, say sorry now. <laughs> and then that, that's how it goes. <laughs> Well, and I think I I think I I wish it could be more normalized for you know people to be able to do things like that. But it's hard when you've got you're living, uh, you know, almost two different lives. And you know when okay, I have to have a job and I have to seem professional, and I don't want any of those people to see me after work carrying a teddy because that's not the portrayal that I also would it, it wouldn't be seen as normal within the workplace um you know to have that and and go talk to customers or something like that um and so nobody would really understand so it's like i have two parts of me one part of me that, that doesn't care what people think but then the other part of me that doesn't want to get bullied yeah uh, so yeah like, i i i don't remember karen bringing a teddy into school when I was younger. I guess it, like, I had teddies then, but I think I don't have any anymore. I think no, I've been them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but more so now, the last couple of years, it's been more of a thing where I collect more. I always had to, I've always had the same sort of one, but I was just more collecting them now. And, like, um, I guess I, this point in my life, like, when I was younger, I used to care what people thought maybe of me and my autism. And I would like that, which is why I've maybe copied people and try and fit in more like that, that kind of way. But now, now I've got a diagnosis and I know more about it. I kind of, if people don't like me for who I am, like if I carry a teddy around, they, and then, then that's fine. Like they did, you, you kind of know where, I guess you learn who, you, who your friends are as, uh, really. Um, if people do judge you because you are carrying a teddy around. Um, like it's a comfort for you. Um, and it can like if you're having, it can calm you down as well if you're really anxious about certain things. Um, but yeah, the only thing it like for you, Kenny, if you do like take one in, like what while you paint, just make sure you don't paint or on on your teddy so you don't get dirty. <laughs> I have gotten paint pretty much everywhere. <laughs> Dog. So I have a um, I have an Australian Shepherd and um, we've trained her. She she actually she's a service dog, but she's still in training for 
uh, public manners and, and, and stuff like that, but she has all the, the, the service things down. And so, um, she'll lay on my chest and give me pressure if I tell her to, or if I'm stimming real hard and I don't realize it, she'll come and move my hands. Um, and those are things that I didn't even teach her. She just did it on her own. And so a lot of times I can have her with me and, and kind of as my, as my Teddy. <laughs> so, but, uh, Dogs are kind of your own teddy in a way, aren't they? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got paid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I guess except that they they move and a teddy unless you move it moves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, there's there's so many so so much around teddies and autism. It's just really comforting. Um. Like. I haven't I haven't got any this year. Um I can't I've been meaning to get, you know, the Scooby Doo Teddy um from from um Scooby Doo. Um like um I've always wanted that teddy. I lo I love the dog. So I, that's on my list to get there, Kenny. <laughs> There's a really cool one here that's a dinosaur and it's about this big, but it's like a it's it's like a pillow, but it's also really heavily weighted. Right. Like the whole back end heavy and weighted and so i can almost use it as like a um the pressure it, it's almost like a pressure it helps with pressure too so it, it it definitely has its uh its benefits too but um we'll have to send each other pictures of ours yeah yeah there's so many to send <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's so many to send like um uh, like i've got that they are builder bears over there just behind me um which um like one of them is a dog from doctor who k9 which is very cute but yeah i've got i've got loads like, i think i put some of them in the cupboard because otherwise they'd be a bit cramped um <laughs> to move around i my one time i decorated a christmas tree we didn't have any <clears throat> decorations and so i had a bunch of tiggers and winnie the poos and different and and in the tree it was it was different. We got it at the very end, but the way the tree was is the bottom of the tree there was like this much of the tree all the way around, and then it had a space about that much, and then it did the same thing again, and then it had another space. And so what I ended up doing is just decorating it with teddies, and it was like one of my favorite trees ever. Oh, that, that that's awesome. That is, <laughs> yeah. Like I think. Like whenever Christmas comes around, we should be doing it with not just a Christmas tree. We should be doing a Christmas teddy tree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like um, I saw like last year because a Dalek is from Doctor Who, and then I saw someone. I uh, was on TikTok. Um, that they their family were uh, not having a Christmas tree. They had a Christmas Dalek, where they put all their uh, Christmas presents underneath the Dalek. I thought that's that, that's really cool. I wouldn't mind doing that instead of having a tree. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we can make our own things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that that's fun for the future. Like, you don't have to have a Christmas tree. I know it's been tradition since the birth of dawn, but uh, <laughs> um, like you could do other things. Like, you could do a painting tree, perhaps. Um, but, um, there's so painting many ornaments. I see a lot of ornaments too. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's so many good things which we'll, we'll have to, like we say, we'll have to send our pictures of our teddies to each other. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> be great to see. Um, but um, before before we finish, uh, because we spoke about loads of things about like autism, painting, all of our hobbies. Um, it's been really great chatting. Um, do you have like any last things or any advice that maybe j just to finish off? Um. I don't know if I would say in advice, but I think that for me, the big things that I started doing, um, because I've, I, I've noticed um, a, a lot of people can get, you know, sometimes negative in the community and, and stuff like that because of, you know, certain things that are going on and, you know, ableism and, and, and all of that. And it's very, very important to have, uh, you know, understanding and, and to, 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 make you know things like that make people understand 
how that affects us. But I think at the same time, I think um, I was, I sometimes focused too much on the negative in the beginning of what was wrong and what I couldn't do instead of what I could do and how I could change things around. And so one of the things that I started doing is instead of so much talking about the negative is, um, you know, being more positive. Okay. What can I do? What, uh, how can we change this? Um, instead of talking bad about people, we help people understand what it is and, and, uh, focus on the good things, you know, especially when it comes to like April and autism awareness, acceptance, appreciation, you know, what, however you want to, you know, call it, you know, all of those things in some way or another are important, you know, you can, if you don't, you can't accept what you're not aware of. And so everybody, not everybody is aware of what autism is. And so they can't accept it. Right. So there's gotta be some, you know, teaching behind that before people can accept it. But, um, I think in the end, we all want to be appreciated and accepted. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that time during April to focus on teaching others and and not being uh, worrying about the negative, but trying to uh, just help teach people, you know, the better way to approach us to help us, um, so that we can be more productive people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree because it's it's really important to be productive and. And busy, but it's all also important to rest sometimes. <laughs> um, but but yeah, yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. Um, like we, it's really good when it's we have this acceptance, but like it's it's really important all the time. But um, but yeah, I I love that Kenny, um, and just, uh, I hope you've enjoyed coming on the podcast because it's been really great speaking to you. I was nervous about it, but I think really well, and um, I enjoyed. Talking with you, Mason. Yeah, it's, it's it's been really fun, Kenny, and we'll we'll definitely do something again sometime. And I know we're we'll probably be spending millions of teddies to each other, so we <laughs> so we got we we've got we've got pretty few days there, or, or it might even take a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you, Kenny, um, and and thank you to anyone seeing this today. We we hope you've enjoyed it as well, and we will see you in the next one. Thank you, Kenny. Bye, <laughs> right, Mason. Okay. <laughs>